people up in the chandeliers The wanting and dining The menu is blood, sweat, and tears Everybody ready Raiding the confetti Champions are born right now What is up, Rio Hondo football fans? Welcome to our second show of the week. It is Thanksgiving Eve, and it is the day before the day before, if you know what I am trying to say there. Uh, two days, two nights to be specific, until the Division Nine championship game down in Santa Monica. It is roughly 6.45 or so here uh, as I'm recording this. So we're uh, we're just about 48 hours away from kickoff, and um, the anticipation is building. And just cannot wait uh, to to uh, to get this thing going. Uh, get off work hopefully early on Friday and and get down there if you know what I mean. Uh, we've been talking about logistics, uh, about the field and such. Um, I believe the seating is only on one side. They're bringing in extra bleachers or so they say. So uh, parking looks like it could be tight. So uh, get there early. I, I'm I'm gonna probably be hustling to get there. I you know I like getting there at least ninety minutes before um, any time after that. I feel like I'm late or hustling. So I'm I'm praying everything works out. And I can get there uh, in a timely manner on uh, Friday night, safely, of course, safely. Uh, but it is Thanksgiving Eve. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Um, you know, I, I was kind of brainstorming this week of what I wanted to do. Uh, last week, I did two episodes, right, with uh, Ken Drain and Fred Robledo. This week, I did uh, an episode which uh, I thought about over the weekend. I was like, man, how am I going to top that from last week? And I said, you know what, I got to talk to uh, head coach Mike Dowd. Uh, and so we got him on, uh, got him on uh, late last night. I hopefully you guys have had a chance to listen to that. And I thought that was rather fitting. The coach uh, from 50 years ago who led Rio to its first championship in 1973, 50 years exactly, I might say. Uh, so I don't know. There's something poetic here. Um, there's something, the planets are aligning, uh, God's providence, whatever you want to call it. Although we like to uh, put, uh, you know, probably, a, probably say that it's, uh, you know, it's God, uh, God working a little bit here. Um but anyway, uh, I decided to have three shows this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, very late uh, show ep episode last night and tonight. And I'm going to try to get it out a little earlier on Thanksgiving because I'm going to record uh, Thanksgiving morning. So that is kind of the tentative plan. But on the show today, I thought, you know, sometimes things work out, right? And I was, and someone reached out to me and I was like, nope, we're getting you on the podcast right now. And I thought, what better way to, uh, you know, prepare for Thanksgiving, the huge meal tomorrow than to bring on an athletic trainer. I'm going to be bringing on today uh, Stephen Golar, who is somebody that trains our young men, a lot of them, also trains some of the ladies, I believe, at Rio Hondo Prep. Um, just uh, strength training. Um, we'll get into all of it, right? Uh, Nathan Shine talked about him on the podcast this, this last weekend about uh, getting back into shape and kind of coming uh, back from that injury. Uh, training with Coach Golar. I know Ryan McCullough has talked about uh, Coach Golar and uh, Jonathan Guerrero. There's a lot of players on this team actually who have had some sessions with him. And the, the again, the fun part of of the, just how small the world is sometimes. Uh, Mr. Golar 
was a member of Boys Christian League back in 1972 and 74. So he was in BCL at that time. Rio Hondo was winning this championship in 1973. So I don't know. I I doubt he remembers that, but we'll talk about it maybe. And uh, just the fact that's kind of an interesting connection. So I thought, you know, let's talk about a trainer, uh, you know, get some exercise uh, right before the big uh, overindulgence tomorrow, because there there will be plenty of that. I can promise you uh, from all of us being expressing, being very thankful and everything. So um, he has trained uh, countless athletes. Um, he's trained clients from six years old to Olympic gold medal athletes. He's trained uh, athletes in football, basketball, baseball, MMA, UFC, uh, track and field, gymnastics, just a ton of different uh, people. Uh, and he's trained a lot of our our students. Uh, let me see here. He's trained Ryan, JG, Geo, uh, uh, Elijah, Nathan, Damian, uh, Coach Johnson's boys uh, come to mind, currently training Jacob, Colodro, Elias, Rain, Shine, Kenny, Nate, and Josh. Uh, Dev, Devin, Kareen, uh, Yannick, Rocco, Ben. So there's some names there that I'm sure you guys recognize who are on our football team. And if Rio's able to pull off this, I'm going to say upset, I, even though they're the number one seed in this division, um, people seem to be picking against them this week. And so uh, rather than get mad, me personally, I'm going to be like, I like it. I like it. I like when Rio is picked against. That's They've been, they've been uh, the underdog since the 70s. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Let's let's keep slaying Goliath. They you know at at all levels, if you will. So, real Hondo people could say, oh, you guys, we respect you guys, but um, ultimately, you got to earn that respect. And real Hondo will have to compete and come out victorious on Friday night. And I'm going to ask Coach Golar here how confident he is in this team and kind of what goes on behind the scenes outside of practice. Right, practice is hard enough in a football team, but we got a lot of athletes on this team. Who are under, you know, you could say they're undersized. Yeah, every Hondo is always undersized, but these guys put work in, and there's a reason why they're so strong out there on the field. Plus the the real Hondo commitment to to the the RHP way and just uh, being strong and everything. So let's get to it. Uh, my conversation with Coach Golar, and uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, please go check out last night's episode with uh, Mr. Mike Dowd. It was about an hour conversation with him. Episode was probably an hour twenty or so. And uh, I'm not sure how long this will go, but I thought, uh, Coach Kohler, let's get him on the podcast and uh, and get going. If you heard that intro music, that was uh, from Skillet called Finish Line. And I thought that was, yeah, some good lyrics there. You know, heroes never heroes never die. And it's all about getting to that finish line, which Real Honda was trying to get to here on Friday night. And um, I'm excited about it. It's not going to come easy. It's going to be another uh, tough test. And, you know, I have confidence that the boys will do it. But, uh, you know, there's doubters out there. And. Maybe there should be, maybe there shouldn't, whatever. But let's get to it now. Our conversation with Coach Golar talking about his strength training and making uh, all of our athletes at Real Hondo Prep uh, stronger and uh, specifically for this this football team here in 2023. Uh, let's now bring him on, Coach Golar. All right, we are now joined by Mr. Stephen Golar. Uh, who is a trainer of athletes uh, at all levels, but has worked countlessly with a lot of our real Hondo prep football players. He's located in Monrovia and he's actually a boys, former boys Christian league member. There's a lot to get to. Let's just say hello first coach Golar. Hello to you, sir. And happy Thanksgiving. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello to you too. Hey, it's a pleasure, sir. You know, I've got to hear about uh, you uh, from a few of our student athletes and you hear the name over and over again from some of them. And you're like, Oh man, a lot of guys must be u- using uh, using coach and Nathaniel Shane or Shine uh, recently spoke on our uh, podcast over the weekend, and that's where you heard about our podcast, and he told yeah. us about you. So, uh, yeah, what what do you think? What do you think of the podcast off the bat? It was great. It was great. It was a great interview. Uh, 
very professional. Loved it. Loved it. Well, uh, Nathaniel is a unique guy that, uh, you know, has come back from an injury and we are extremely blessed that he has battled his way. I think it's been seven weeks. Um, I'm sure he was training with you before it happened, but when it, when it happened, did you kind of have a vision for him that, Hey, he can, he can get back to the field if he, if he put his mind to it. Oh, for sure. And I was on him immediately. I was on any, any of my guys who I train and if they have an injury, um, unless it's absolutely impossible for them to do anything, I'm, I'm on them immediately to try to do something. If it's keeping their legs strong, there's something because I told them you can't take, uh, you know, you just can't take anything for granted. And then if you want to get back as fast as possible, you got to build those muscles and keep things going, you know? Well, he uh, he looks to be uh, back 100%. I broke my collarbone back in high school. It was, uh, you know, a very difficult thing. And um, yeah, yeah, he seems as good as new. Um, But you work with a lot of not just current football players at RHP, but a lot of other athletes. Um, But, you know, as we prepare for the championship this this Friday, who are some of the guys on this current team that you have worked with over the year? Uh, I work with, uh, right now that's on the team, I work with uh, Nate and, and Josh, twins, uh, Shine, of course, Colosulo, Rain, Jacob, Devin, yeah. Elias, uh, Yannick, um, who else? I don't want to leave anybody else. <laughs> oh, Kenny, uh, I think, oh, and Shine's sister. She's not on the team, but I, you know, she goes. So his sister, Shine's little sister, is who's in gymnastics. Um, I think that's it right now. I think that's it. I and I was training, I was training um Elijah. Uh yeah, Elijah. I was I was yeah, I was training Elijah too at one point before he had some injuries. Well, you know, our, our team, uh, they condition quite a bit. And the real Hondo program is, uh, you know, speaks for itself. Um, they try to, you know, want their guys to be in good shape. And that's kind of how we beat teams kind of out conditioning. them. but we have so many guys, as you just mentioned, that are now doing outside work. And, and if you could coach talk to me about, I guess the balance really, when guys are practicing football and conditioning with their teams, how much more do they need then with you or is it just kind of you're pushing them more or just kind of de- de- polishing things up? Well, it's kind of like a combination of all of it. One thing that, and not just the real guys, any guys who I'm training with uh, at other schools or whatever, what I do is I balance out what they are doing. So to make sure that uh, there's no overtraining happening because uh, mm. that's where injuries start to happen. One of the things about the machine I train on, the Vertimax, it's resistant bands. And so it's a lower impact, even though it's very rigorous training. So it's there's some around 80, around 80 percent of all the NFL teams and NBA teams train on it. College Division One is around 75 percent of all colleges train on this machine. So it's a machine that kind of gives you to a next level. The beauty of the machine is that it's the only thing that's actually been created that as the season goes on, you get more explosive, faster, and stronger. So the teams who train on it end up winning. Like, so when the machine first was to, uh, came out because the guy, Mike, who invented it was in Florida, he was, he was training Florida Gators. So when Florida Gators won national championships in basketball and football, they were the only ones in the country training on this machine. Ever since that happened, 10 years straight, 
every major sport who's won the national uh, who won a championship was training on the Vertimax. So wow. kind of so what it is is it literally separates you from everyone else, and you literally get more explosive, stronger, faster, higher vertical as the season goes on. And as you know, you're a former athlete. If you are playing against a team that as the season goes on, they're getting stronger and faster, more explosive. They're going to be hard to beat at the end. Oh, definitely. It's, I like that. It's kind of like a, it sounds, you know, something almost like from an endurance standpoint, like you're already getting your lifts in at that yeah. school, uh, your stretches in, but it's just kind of like, all right, let's now expand upon that. And, uh, you know, with the Rio athlete coach, um, th these are guys that they all play three sports and yes. football, I think, I think is the priority. So are, are yeah. you able to kind of do this stuff, spread it out with them year round? Yes. Yes. So what I do is I, I have uh, different athletes, meaning that they want different things. I have athletes who, uh, whatever sport is happening, they say, Hey coach, can I train for this basketball, baseball, whatever. So we'll, we'll mix it in there. But what I try to tell them is this, as far as being athletic, your athleticism is the one thing you want to hone in more than anything. Because this is what happens. That is what goes first as an athlete. Your athleticism is what goes first, not your skill. I always tell people, Steph Curry, he was, he's going to be 80 years old and still hit a shot. But his athleticism won't be there. Just like Kobe, he wasn't able to dunk when he first. So that's all the athleticism part. That's the thing that I concentrate on with these athletes. I make them better athletes. So no matter what we're doing, no matter what sport, I'm going to make them a better athlete. So they're going to excel no matter what sport. So, and then I have some like Ryan McCullough who said, I don't care about any other sport. I just want to focus on football. But even though he said that the things that we worked on still made him a better baseball player, basketball player, whatever. So that's, that's, uh, you know, so that's why I always try to tell people, no matter what we're going to do, um, you're going to become a better athlete, no matter what. How did you get started with uh, Rio Hondo athletes or, or who was, who was among the first? Was it Jonathan Guerrero? Or were there other people? <laughs> yeah. Well, see my son played with him on the same team. Uh, so he, they played with Georgia Bulldogs. So I knew the whole family. So uh, from there, they knew I was still training. And one thing is that back then my son was training on the Vertimax and everything. So I, I literally had, the funny thing is the teams that we played, the other teams, we started actually getting complaints about my son hitting too hard and doing things. <laughs> so, and and then people would say, well, you train him. I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I, I, you know, he is my son, you know, so I'm going to train him. So, but um, so I, actually people saw what he was capable of doing and knowing that I was training him. And then uh, eventually some people started reaching out. And Jonathan, yeah, JG was the first. And, uh, you know, and again, I've known him since he was, you know, him and my son, since they were little, little guys. So, you know. So, so, so let's take those two individuals, Jonathan Guerrero, uh, five, five foot six, uh, five yeah. foot five, you know, a, a little guy, but yeah. he's a heck of a football player. You got Ryan yes. McCullough, who's built and tall. He's a D1 athlete. Yes. Uh, Jonathan, right. Jonathan's in JC trying to play beyond that. What's yeah. kind of the different approach in those two guys, since we happen to know two of those guys being our best football players over the years? 
Right. And it, I also coached Gio. So, I, yeah, I also trained oh, Gio. They, so, Gio yeah. is a, a phenomenal athlete, too. So, Man, so phenomenal. Uh, one thing is that I actually, the funny thing about quickly on that is that I, I'm a part of a lot of different camps and combines that I get invited to to actually work it. So, I, I worked at the Rivals Combine. So, I was able to get Jonathan and Gio in it because that's an invite only. So... I got them in there because I trained them. So all we did was I trained them on everything that's going to happen at the combine, all the wow. drills, everything. We did it for two straight weeks. They went there and tore it up. Like literally the two real kids there blew everybody away, Gio and, and Jonathan. So that's the quick story on that. But for as far as the difference between them, you're right, you know, Ryan having the size and everything like that. When Ryan came to me at first, he was a chubby kid. So he was chubby and out of shape. Uh, and and the funny thing about that, I didn't invite him to the rivals combine. And I told him that. I told him I wasn't going to invite you. And the only reason why I did it because he wasn't training with me consistently. So I told him, you're not ready. You your Your mind isn't where it should be. And you're going to go there. And you're not going to perform well. You don't come to me consistently enough. You're not ready. Whereas Gio and JG were. So, so, so I, it was the lesson I was teaching him. Like, you got to take this more serious. And so when I didn't get when I didn't get him invited to it, from that point on, he started training me nonstop. And so I literally, it's funny, on my Instagram, I actually have pictures of, of before and after what he looked like when he first came to me. And with him, I did everything with him. I did his meal. I did the lifting. The, the workout. So I was pretty much his only trainer. So I completely like transformed him with Jonathan. One thing with him, I told him you're short and you're thin. We got to put muscle on you. So I, I would tell him, look at any running backs that are short like you, what do they look like? And so he looked, he was like, man, these guys got big legs. They're strong. I said, yeah, they're big dudes. I said, the one other thing that you have going for you is that, even though you're not a solid kid like that, you're tough. So I said, so once we put some meat on those bones with your already toughness that you have, it's going to work great. And then again, with him, I put, I packed on a lot of muscle on him. He got a lot bigger from when he first started with me to his senior year. So, and, and I was very impressed with him. I same thing with him. I have pictures of him when he first started versus what he turned into. So so I have yeah, that. Yeah. I, I take care of that. I have uh, kids that come to me with meal plans. Like Jacob, he came to me and dropped thirty pounds uh, doing my meal plan. Uh, I have a nutrition that I work with, a nutritionist that uh, put my guys on meal plans that want it or try to gain weight. So I have that, and I do recovery stuff for them too. So. Wow. So you're dealing with uh, all kinds of different levels of uh, athletes. You got linemen, yeah. you got receivers. And yeah. I, I thought that that's really cool to hear about Gio and Jonathan, because, you know, we at Rio Hondo know oh, these guys, these are guys, incredible athletes. But then there's always that question about, especially Rio over the years, what can these guys do amongst other other teams and other right. great athletes in the area? Right. But it sounds like, hey, just because you go to Rio Hondo doesn't mean you can't be uh, one of the most elite athletes out there. Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. The one thing is, uh, and this is a story that really upset me, that that same Rivals Combine I invite, got them invited to, and this is when I stopped. I almost went back when Ryan went 
but I decided not to, but I, I decided not to help and go anymore because all I was telling them is that we're going to get you good numbers. There. I'm going to get you good numbers there. So the beauty of that numbers don't lie. So you're going to be going against 1500 dudes from all kinds of modern day St. John Bosco, but doesn't matter. Like I said, numbers don't lie. So, and, and there's, everything is laser timed. So there's no way of changing numbers or nothing, no matter who's working the drills, you can't change it. It is what it is. You have a, like a big iPhone thing that, that, that records it. You can't change it or anything. So Gio and JG had the two fastest times in the entire out of 1500 kids. Right. <laughs> so I told them, great. This is great. You know, I prepared them for that though. So I knew they were going to do great. I didn't know they were going to be one and two, but <laughs> I knew they were going to be good. What upset me about it is two days later, they come out with all the numbers. Right. So Jonathan's dad called me and said, Hey, I have a problem. And I was like, what? He was like, Jonathan's numbers aren't on here. He said, I have a card showing what his numbers were, his times. And then they posted the fastest times in the top guys. And he's not on it. I said, you're kidding me. So I looked up the website and what they did is they posted guys from bigger schools. Wow. Instead wow. of him being from Rio. And, and I was like, Wow. And all I was doing is telling not just them, I was telling other kids, this is what was great about it, that numbers don't lie. And it doesn't matter how big or small your school is. Numbers don't lie. You perform well here. And it's going to look good for colleges. And then that was like a slap in the face. And I was like, wow, I can't believe they did that. So I actually called them and complained. I told Jonathan's dad to do the same thing, to just That's, you know uh... complain about it. It, it, it. it wasn't a good thing. But that's amazing. But that is a, yeah. that's amazing. And you know what? In in I I guess I speak for everyone at Real Hondo when it's kind of like, yeah, that's just how it is. It, it's constant kind of it's constant disrespect. And you could say, yeah. Oh, we you know, we support you, love you. And then it's just like, no, nah, nah, we're going with these other kids. I mean, but honestly, and you've seen all the kids at Rio for the yeah. I mean, honestly, Rio guys gotta have that chip on their shoulder to be successful. Yeah. It's just something yeah. we we have to do because like you said, numbers don't lie. Well, apparently they did. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Man, yeah. that's crazy. Um, yeah. and, and you worked, uh, you know, with the Curtis brothers who, uh, you know, very fast guys. I see a ton of other athletes um, that you use there. Where is your, um, you, where is your location that you do all this training? Well, I had a facility and uh, I do a lot of training at my house. The facility that I was at, I didn't end up working out just because of my schedule. Uh, I have a I have a special needs daughter that I have to be home with sometimes, so it's easier. She's an adult, but she's special needs, so there's times where it the schedule wasn't working out, so I kind of had to start training here at my house, where I I transferred my yard into a training thing, they, which they've all nice. trained at. So, but I'm looking that's, for another spot anyway. That's that's really neat. It's kind of a uh, home home homegrown type of feel to it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Coach Golo, you you mentioned not just you, but also your kids uh, were in Carrie. You were in Boys yeah. Christian League. I mean, 1972, I think you said it. That, hey, that was right around the time Rio was winning his first championship 50 years ago. <laughs> kind of fun little thing there. Talk yeah. to uh, Yeah, what do you remember about Boys Christian League back in the day? I just remember back then, it was literally 
everyone you can imagine played there. Wow. Like everyone. Like it was like, I don't know anyone who didn't. And I've always told people this. If, if here ever did the research to look up everyone and see what they've done as far as athletes, they probably <laughs> produce more athletes than any place anywhere. Like I know so many people that went through care that went on to play division one football or baseball or basketball or have gone to the pros that started there though. Wow. You know what I mean, so they didn't go through Pearl and all that, but they started at care, you know, so it went on to do amazing things in sports. Yeah, that's, that's really something. Um, what, what did you, uh, where did you, did you play ball after uh care youth league in high school and college or anything? Yeah, I, I played at Morovia high school. I ended up having injuries and, and, and end up not going any further than that. And I ended up getting into, uh, I ended up getting into bodybuilding and, uh, start competing actually in bodybuilding and, uh, had more injuries. <laughs> I, I, I literally had a really bad injury where uh, my knee and my back snapped at the same time. Uh, so that wasn't good. So I ended up having to recover from there. And, and long story short, I ended up, when it's said and done, I ended up having three knee surgeries, a back surgery. So uh, I had ended up not being able to do anything anymore. But the beauty of it, what I was pretty obsessed with, with training and everything like that, I'm still able to do it. And, most of the time I can show them some stuff, but I still have the, you know, I have like no cartilage in one knee, Oof. bolts and metal plates in my back. So, <laughs> so I can only do so much to show them, yeah. but you know. So, so, you know, a thing or two about uh, injuries and, you know, yeah. recovered from <laughs> them a little bit too. So how did you then get your start as far as, um, you know, getting into athletic training or, or what, is that the, is that the proper term by the way? Athletic yeah, training? yeah. 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 I'm, I'm an athletic performance trainer. So what, what I actually started doing is I started actually training myself and had no clue in what I was doing at all. And I never forget <laughs> this one guy and, and I don't know who he is. He doesn't know who I was and this, I always bring this guy up, and it's amazing how sometimes people go to your life, they have no idea how they affected you, and they would never know how they affected you. But this one guy, I'm, I'm in the gym training, he came to me, and I guess he's seen me a few times, and he says, man, you train a lot, but you're doing everything wrong. Like, what wow. you're doing is completely wrong. And me, I didn't have an ego, so I was like, really? And so he explained some things to me. He's like, you want to do it like this? You want to do this, this, and that? So he just corrected me on some things and like order of things and things like that. And I was like, wow. And it and it amazed me. So I then started getting into that. I then started reading book after book after book after proper training and proper everything. And this was before any kind of certificates or anything. I just dove into going to the library and just reading book after book after book on training, proper way to lift, proper way to recover, um, what's the fastest way to do this and that. So I really got into that. And then people just kind of like saw me and say, hey, do you train people? I was like, no. And they were like, you, gotta, you probably should try to train people. So I started training people originally for free. And I did it because I didn't think I could train people, pay. Uh, I, I didn't think I could charge people because I just wasn't, I knew what I was doing by the end, but I didn't feel comfortable 
when I wasn't certified, I wasn't a first certified trainer or anything like that. So, and for me, it was like being like almost an internship. So I just started training people for free and I kind of got my feet wet with actually training people. So I started doing that and started building and building. And then all the people I started training, uh, well, I was training regular people at first, then athletes came to me, like my nephew and them. So I started doing with them and then they, all the individual uh, athletes I was training start becoming the best guys on their team. So what started happening is I started getting phone calls from coaches because they were asked, what are you doing different? He's like, oh, I'm training with this guy over here. So I started getting calls from coaches like, hey, you want to you wanna come and train this whole team and things like that? And, I, and at that point, it was at Morovia. I was like, okay, from six guys to 60? So I said, you got to <laughs> give me a minute. So I was like, let me try to figure it out. Let me, I have some connections. Uh, make me, let me make some calls. Let me think about it. So I had a few connections. I had some Ohio State connections, Nebraska connections. So I started hitting up people. Back then you had the, the VHS tapes. So I had them sending me VHS tapes uh, in the mail. I'm watching uh, Nebraska's black shirt defense and the way they trained and everything like that. And and, and so I just, I, like I said, I did the same thing I did from the beginning when I just dove into dissecting everything and trying to get everything, you know, right and not wanting to hurt anybody and, and make sure all these guys were, um, you know, the best athletes they could be. So I started doing that and I took over an entire team and then I took over an entire uh, a Duarte High School basketball team where they went to the quarterfinals and they played the Collins Twins that played at Stanford. They ended up going to uh, the NBA. They played them and they played them well. I, and I trained that whole basketball team to get ready for them. So that's kind of how once I once I got um, training the whole like 60 people and designed the entire workout and the trainings according to that, um, I knew that this was something uh, that I loved and I wanted to continue on doing. So then I started like, hey, I got to start getting certified. I got to start getting, you know, and finish the schooling and do all this and that. So I just started diving. And then for me, all my uh, people who I trained was always word of mouth. All my athletes who I trained, every school that I've ever trained at is because I trained individuals there and they end up being the best ones there. They turn out to be the best athletes at the school. So um, then I get call, phone calls from the coach and asking me, can I come? Like every school yeah. that I've ever trained for, that's how it happened. Started out as a, a hobby. You just wanted to kind of do it. Yeah. Didn't mind doing it for free. And right. then it's funny how, how life can be sometimes where you, yeah. you find your passion and you're just like, yeah, yep, this is what I was put on this earth to do. Exactly. Yeah, Man, yeah, that that's that's really really. It sounds rewarding too to push kids because there's everyone who coaches a little league team or a high school football team, but you specifically get to work with guys individually, guys and girls, and make yeah. them personally better. Yeah, I mean, from start to finish, that's got to be so rewarding at the end of the day. Yes, it is. It is. It's the one of the best things in the world is hearing what has happened. Like. You know, a kid coming to me and, a, you know, our parents say, hey, man, my kid had a game the other day and he was running the bases. I've never seen him run bases that fast ever in my life. Or my kid just out -read. He got I had this one kid who got 20 rebounds in a basketball game and he's like, he's never done it. He's out jumping everybody like he's never done. it. So it's rewarding when I hear 
a lot. Almost everybody who I train, that's the story. This is something they've never done before. They've gotten to a level they never thought possible, things like that. So for me, um, that's pretty much all I want to do. And I just tell them, look, I just, you know, one of my sayings is, you know, you train to be the best you can and you never let anyone outwork you. And I always tell them, look, there's 24 hours in a day. So it being 24 hours in a day, you can't come, you, you're coming to me, you're coming to the wrong person to come up with excuses not to train because you have a trainer that trains 24 hours a day. I train 24 hours a day. I've trained people at 2.30 in the morning, 4 in the morning. And one of the reasons why I decided to do that, when I was competing in bodybuilding, my trainer used to open up the gym at 2.30 in the morning for me. And I was the only one in the gym and he did it just for me. So I do, oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> oh, it's all good. No worries. So, he, uh, yeah, he, um, you know, that stuck with me, you know, and uh, that's one thing I've always done with my athletes to tell them, look, there's no excuse. If I'm willing to come to you, I'm willing to train you anytime and then you do it. And I think one of the things with Ryan, that's what he's always done. When he was training with me, he never had excuses. If he was going to miss, he always made it up. He always, and I told him consistency is everything. So, you know, if you miss a day, you know what your schedule is. So if you want to miss a day, make it up, make it, keep it consistent. The amount of days, you know, and things like that. And again, like I was saying, you have a trainer that literally will train you anytime. So I've actually convinced several of the uh, real Hondo kids to train early in the morning come to me at 5.45, 5.36 in the morning before school. And I always tell them, look, I know I'm offering this to you, but I'm going to let you know there's very, 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 very few high school athletes that will do that, that mm -hmm. will come that early in the morning and train. So I think all of these type of things are separating a lot of the these real Hondo kids that's doing that because they're they're listening to what I'm telling them. They're coming early in the morning before school. Uh, if they miss, they make it up. You know, they're, they're keeping consistent with it. Man, that's it's Again, it's nice to hear that, that our kids uh, stand out above the rest because, you know, for so many, you know, you hear all the time, all these years about our real, real kids. They're, you know, they couldn't compete with, uh, with, you know, so such and such or whatever, but they, the, the fighting spirit of real Hondo is do things right, do things better than other people and do things yeah. different, which yeah. it sounds like our guys are, are, really putting in effort here. I want to ask you about this sure. year's team. You've trained, you've trained with so many of them this year, coach Golar. And, yeah. you know, once again, we're up against it, uh, against the Santa Monica Vikings. Yeah. We're playing yeah. another school bigger than us, uh, physically on the field as well. Maybe yeah. some other guys faster than us. Um, what's your belief in this team and the guys you train going in to take down possibly a, another Goliath, hopefully. Right. Well, one of the things I told them is this one thing that I also do, and they, they all know this. I send them a message before every single game. They they know they're going to get a text message from Coach Golar. Every, to stay focused, play hard, play fast, play smart, and always have fun. I always leave it with have fun. You got to have fun playing the game. You know what I mean? You got to enjoy it. So um, one of the things I, all this week, I've been, you know, they've all trained with me this week. Uh, and I just told them, you guys don't try to do anything that you haven't done because what you've done has gotten you here. Everything you've done has gotten you here. Believe in the process, 
understand you deserve this and you earned it. You earned it no matter what anybody says. And you guys are ahead of schedule because see, I already told them in my mind, my goal, and you could ask any of them. I told them my goal was to win them a CIF championship. I told them that in the summer, the goal is to win a CIF championship. That's my personal goal to you guys. I'm, that's my goal. That's what I'm going to try to get you guys that come to me to win a CIF championship. And I asked them, is that what you guys want? And they was like, yes. I said, okay, we're going to get to work and we're going to make it happen. So, uh, and I also told them, I said, you guys realize you're sending a message to everybody right now. You guys are sending a message. Good coaches from other teams understand what they're playing and what they're playing against and you guys age. So trust me, you guys are sending a message out to everybody that you are in a CIF championship and how young you guys are. So you guys are showing up. We are here. We're here. And you're going to have to deal with us. Not just this year. You're going to have to get <laughs> several years. You have to keep dealing yeah. with us because we're going, we're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I think they believe it. I, I told them the one thing that's not on paper that no one, no matter, I don't care what Santa Monica is saying. I don't care what writers are saying, you know, any of that. I said, the one thing that's not on paper is what's in your heart and how bad you want to win, how bad you want something. So I said, and you guys know what's is unacceptable to me is playing, taking a playoff. There's no plays off. You know what's going to happen. You know, when you have to, when you come to me, I saw you get run down or I see you take a playoff that you're going to have to deal with me. You're going to have to face Coach Golar and with an explanation on why that happens. And we're going to work hard and we're going to fix that. So I have one thing that I do is I have notepads for everyone that I train and I take notes. So I go to the games and I take notes on everything that I see. Oh, And then we work on it. So we work on it. And I have the good things, too. It's not just the bad. So, so I show them, hey, this and this and this. This was great. Keep doing this. These things we're going to have to work on. But the only way you you – Fix those. I always tell people, and like, and, and it's not just the real kids. Everybody I train, I go see play, because no matter what training you do, it's training. It's not playing the game. So you, if if I see someone that I'm training and they're not tackling properly, they're not they're tackling too high, for instance, I'm not gonna know that unless I see them play. So yeah. if I go and see them play, then I'm like, okay, we got to work on this. Or we're going to have to work on your change of direction. Uh, it was funny that Kolojo, we was working, I was working with him several weeks ago before he messed his hand up. Uh, I was working with him on uh, closing, backpedaling and closing to get a pick. So I've worked with him on a Thursday, me, actually me and my son. And he ended up um, getting two picks that game, doing the exact same thing we worked on. The Thursday, that third, the day before, so really uh, yeah. So it was just things that, and, and I, I have them make goals, set goals, set goals. And we're gonna hit it. I told them, uh, you know, everything that's in the air is yours. You defensive guys, anything that hits the air, that's your ball. Wow, you go out and get it, Josh. I'm very excited and proud of him going up and getting last two games, getting three picks. So I said, man, this is this is what you can do. You gotta believe you got you're long and linky. Go up and get the ball, man. Go up and get yeah. it. You know, so and again, they're young, man. And, I, you know, I, it's just it's exciting to see kids that young doing what they're doing. I agree. With no fear either with no fear, not backing down to any of these teams. 
we asked a lot of these guys, you know, mostly talking about the freshman class last year, playing varsity football, and then coming back this year as sophomores. And it's not to take anything away from our current juniors or seniors, but, you know, that class is, has a lot of guys on this team. And, you know, most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, most of us, we may have played a little bit of varsity football as sophomores, but we weren't ready. You know, we yeah. weren't ready physically or mentally. And, and what these guys are doing is phenomenal. And, you know, the athleticism of uh, of Nathan Curtis is is unbelievable. He is so fast. Yeah. Joshua making plays. Um, I can't remember if you mentioned uh, Noah, if you mentioned, if you've worked with Noah yet no, or uh, not, not yet, yet with Noah. Not yet. <laughs> I'm sure it's coming. Not yet. He, it's he's coming. unbelievable. Yeah. He's, yes. He does a yes. lot of martial arts training. And stuff. Yes. Yes. And, and, he and, wanted and, me to actually work with him with that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I've talked to him. Yeah. He need, I've talked to him. So you are at all the games, uh, coach. You come out to most of our games. I come to a lot of games. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just haven't, uh, we haven't had the privilege of, of meeting each other yet, which uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get to, but, um, you know, I, I'm a really big, uh, f- a combat guy fighting MMA yeah. boxing. Um, yeah. and I know you've worked with a lot of guys like that. So, um, I, I, when you were talking about training at like four or two 30 in the morning, that's what came to mind. So many of these fighters who it's just them against the world kind of a thing, right. they spend months of training for one, like 30 minute you know, session yeah. or something. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's, it's the early rising. It's have you worked with uh, maybe some fighters we know, or maybe not just fighters, but other, other athletes that maybe we've heard of at the professional or college level. Well, I, there's a, a, a boxer, uh, Scooby, Kurt Scooby. He's, he's, he's gone pro. He, he was a division one. Well, he was a division two football player. He played at APU. So- the running back, right from Monroe. Yeah, 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 running back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah I so, heard he's boxing now. Yeah, he's a he's a pro fighter now. So, wow. like, even if you if you saw my Instagram, you'll see me training him on the Vertimax. And it was before he went pro, and uh, but it was it was people holding him back. He was ready, man, and he was just with a wrong group of trainers that just was holding him back. And then out of nowhere, he 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 rode his bike from Azusa to Morovia to tell me he was moving to New York, and. Um, <laughs> And I was like, what? He was like, man, I have everything set up. And for me, I was just like, I'm going to pray for this guy and hope it's not another person that sets him up for, you know, just things did not go right because that's what was happening to him. And uh, but it, it couldn't have worked out any better. Uh, he's, uh, I think, 13, 13 or 14, you know, as a pro. Um, none of his fight is gone, I think, past three rounds. Uh, most yeah. of his fights are one round. And, and and the funny thing is, most of them are body blows. Like he ends the fight with a body shot, not even a head shot, man. So uh, yeah, he's he's. And then I I trained uh, uh Rhonda Luna. She was the first uh, female, actually the only female at that time to uh, fight for Golden Boy. Uh, so she, I I tried to get her right for a rematch for a championship uh, years ago, and. Um, uh, so I got her on there, but she kind of, you know, you know, sometimes you get other when you're you're not the only trainer. And I, you know, I don't claim like what I what I tell people's list. Listen, when you bring me into something like that, I'm just gonna make the person better. Like if I'm not your main trainer and you're just adding me to somebody that you've already been with, I'm just gonna make you better than you were. But that's your main person. You know what I mean? So so when I was training her, I, I was talking to the the her other trainers. And I was just trying to tell him, look, listen, you need to get her to me more. I understand what you guys are doing. It's fine. You guys have been with her. But this is a rematch of a championship fight. 
The yeah. person normally who loses does more homework mm -hmm. and works a little bit harder. That's why it's hard to beat someone twice, no matter oh, if yeah. it's a football game, a basketball game, or whatever. So, but I don't, I'm not a believer in that. I'm a, a me. I want to, she should add more things. And, and she was taking a fight lightly. She was like, well, I, un, I won easy and I wasn't even 100%. I wasn't feeling good. I said, it doesn't matter. Who cares? I'm I'm new to you. I'm I'm telling you, I can guarantee you that this fight doesn't go past three rounds. I'm guaranteeing that. Before it went the distance, right? I said, I guarantee you, you'll knock this girl out. If you stay with me <laughs> and stick with me, it won't go past three. So she didn't come to me enough. It was bothering me a little bit. And they were like, oh, we need to work on this. I said, okay. You know, and I was kind of done with it. And then she went in there and she lost. The oh, girl man. knocked her out. Yeah, she knocked her out. It ended her career. Oh, man. Got to listen to Coach. Yeah. Listen to Coach yeah, Golo. Yeah. He's got a proven and, track and, and, record and here. Even, and even through there, that boxing camp where I was at, I actually was supposed to train uh, Pacquiao before the Mayweather fight. Wow. Yeah, I actually Pacquiao. met with him. I actually met with him to, to try to okay. get it going. He does uh, He does this. Uh, he runs around the city, like all everywhere. And so, so he set it up to where I meet him after his run. Well, <laughs> unaware to me, I didn't know at this park where I was supposed to meet him at, that was hundreds of people waiting for him because he does everything publicly. So I'm there and I'm like, what is going on here? See like hundreds of people here. And then, so I'm texting and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. This is how it is. I'm talking to one of his trainers. They're like, yeah, yeah, don't go anywhere. He's going to meet with you after or whatever. I'm like, okay. You know, so I'm there. He gets there. He runs in all his cameras, people there. And then this little ring there. He starts shadow boxing. He's doing that. And I'm waiting. And I look at him. I'm like trying to get his attention. And he's like, oh, yeah, okay. You know, so he, he acknowledges me like, hey, we'll, we'll talk. I'm like, okay. So then after all that, he spars and, you know, I mean, well, shadow boxing and all that stuff. Then he, he loves basketball. So then he, he, he plays the basketball game. <laughs> so I'm sitting there while he's playing, playing a pickup game. So I'm wow. like, okay. And I was thinking about leaving. I was like, well, it is Pacquiao. And it is for the Mayweather fight. So I said, I'd be crazy to leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. This opportunity. So I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't care how long it takes. I'm not going to walk away from this opportunity to train Pacquiao to fight Mayweather, right? So I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, and eventually it just ran out of time. And he was like, oh, we're going to have to set this up. I was there like hours. And he's like, we're going to have to wow. set this up some other time. And then that never came to fruition. So, so it sounds like uh, maybe it's better off working with uh, high school kids, specifically yeah. real, real Hondo guys. Hey, hey let's, yeah. I got some Instagram right here. We could look at your Instagram. And yeah. uh, just get an an idea of uh, kind of what's going on here. This is, oh, did I click the right button? Let me see. Oh, sound. We don't want that. We want the actual footage here. We could this way we can talk through it. Uh, okay. this, Nate Curtis looking like he's doing some uh, some 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 lifting there on the uh, the balance ball. Yeah, that's a Bosa ball. So that machine right there is the Vertimax. So we're on that one, we're just working on a little bit of balance. And the reason why you, that Bosa ball, what it does, you see how his feet are moving around mm -hmm. when he's doing it. So what that actually does is it, it strengthens all the ligaments in your ankle. So one of the things that I do is I train from the feet up. So I get their feet stronger from their ankles to the knees, to hamstrings and hips. So I want these guys more mobile and it cuts out injuries. 
So the one thing is what I try to do is I don't want these guys getting hurt and, and having like non-contact injuries. Non-contact injuries can be prevented. And when those happen, most of the time when non-contact injuries happen, it's because people's feet aren't properly set proper, you know, right in the right place. They're pushing off the wrong part of the foot and things like that. So all my guys know exactly where their feet are supposed to be, how to explode, um, how to land when they jump. So to cut out those type of injuries from happening. And and this is uh this makes so much sense because Nate Curtis all year has not gone down on the first uh, c- first contact. He's had incredible right. balance and strength right. Uh, right. from from the ground up. It sounds like coach. Yeah. Uh, so here's here here's the Instagram to follow coach uh, Golar Golar underscore performance underscore training and Golar is spelled G H O L A R. Um, looks like uh, we'll look at some other videos here, coach. You can direct me. I was just trying to look specifically for some real. <laughs> For some real Hondo guys, looks like this Rocco is, uh, and Benny. That's Cologero. Yeah, Cologero working yeah. Uh, some high knees there. Yeah, so that's just creating a little bit of um, resistance when he's going out. the The thing about the Vernimax, what it does is, um, so when he's going out like that, he's it's pulling him the other way. When he's coming towards him, it's pulling him to it. So he has to fight it both ways. So it's create. So in other words, what I try to tell people, like when you have a bungee court when the bungee when you train on a bungee you pull the bungee right and it's giving you resistance once you come back the resistance is no longer there you know it gets to a certain point to where it's all the slack is there and everything well on the vertimac the resistance never stops so it's resisting every single way so like if he's coming back if he doesn't control coming back it'll pull him where he'll fall wow so coming back if he doesn't control that with his strength, he'll fall to the side. So it's working them both ways. You got a you got a lot of real Hondo guys on here, Coach. I'm just I'm just yeah, saying. Yeah, Let me see. What yeah. was uh that look? There was a, I remember seeing Josh and Nate Curtis doing some uh, like a tennis ball drill. Let's see if I can find that one. Uh, if you see anyone you, you recognize real Hondo wise, go ahead and uh, you can tell me. Hey, there's a real guy or something. Whatever uh, you want to do. Let me see. You recognize those real Hondo t-shirts. I was scrolling through your Instagram last night, I think, looking at here. Here's looks like Josh Curtis doing some work. Yeah. And Nate Curtis. That's Josh and Nate, yeah. That was the facility that I was at before. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And still in the in the home session, maybe not as big, but uh, same principal kind of room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this. You know, all my neighbors know what I do. <laughs> so I'll have no, there's times where I've had 15 guys out on the street doing with medicine balls and doing all kinds of stuff. My neighbors actually <laughs> love it. They love That's it. That's cool. Like, yeah. man, this is like in, inspiring. They, I've literally had neighbors stop by and say, man, we look out the window and watch you train these guys. It's nice. And the crazy thing is, and it kind of goes again to real Hondo kids, they literally say it's nice to see kids that young with that type of dedication and not out mm. the street doing stuff. And I say, yeah, you know. So they really like seeing these guys out there doing what they're doing. And it makes that's really neat. There's some hope <laughs> for young kids. Well, <laughs> hey, yeah, absolutely. And that's what a real Hondo is really all about, you know, yeah, training yeah. kids for the future. And and yeah. this is this is what this is really neat to see, uh, in my opinion, because um, you get to see uh, the young man working behind the scenes. We see how great they are on the field. But uh, yeah. man, it starts here. Here's more Cologero. Yeah. High knees. That's high knees. That's driving, getting them strength to his upper body. So it's attached to his arms and his ankles and his hips. So um, it's just good stuff, man. I, I've even I told 
you know, I've talked to the parents and, and told them that, uh, I think it was Shine's dad. I had a conversation with him. And I said, you know, one of the things about the real Hondo kids, I truly believe this in all my heart. I said, these guys, one thing is they're going to be friends for the, for life, for life. You know, these guys are going to know each other forever. Their, their kids are going to know each other. You know, this, this is going to be a connection forever. I said, and the beauty of this, I truly believe that these guys will, they're going to be the leaders of the world. And I said, it makes me feel good because I truly believe they're such good people and that they're going to go and do great things no matter what field they go under that I, I feel because uh, I see another side. See, I need I see another side of kids who I, I work with. I'm trying to stay on track and they're doing this and doing that. And I have to talk to the parents like he's doing this. Can you talk to my kids? Because I do have actually a lot of other kids who have their single parents and there's no dad around. So I've always looked at uh, my training as me being a, a mentor and like a second father. And so I always have kids. I'm always checking on them. Ryan, for instance. I text him almost every week just to ask him how he's doing. Not, not even about football. Like how, mentally, how are you doing? Like it's how school, how's everything going? You know, letting him know I'm praying for him and things like that because it's not just you know it's not they're more than just an athlete and that's what these kids have to know they're, they're more than that. You know? I know you deal. I know you deal with a lot of kids from different schools. You've already kind of made mention of it though that. Um, you know, real Hondo kids as a whole, as a group, I would say, um, maybe show up a little more consistently. And I don't know, you can tell a difference overall in the attitude yeah. and approach of the real Hondo guys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one thing is real Hondo is probably is that they're probably the biggest group I've ever trained that I wasn't I actually, actually training at the school. You know what I mean? So uh, normally when I have that many kids, I'm actually training them at the school. I'm a part of the coaching staff gotcha. or, or they're bringing me in to say, Hey, can you come here for eight weeks? You know, and the parents pay and we're going to bring you in for eight weeks. So they're the largest group that I haven't been a part of the coaching staff that I train. And I, I definitely, um, the one thing is if you don't get results, and that's one thing is I always guarantee, and my, and my results are instant. I tell them, you train me consistently, you're going to see a difference in a week. I'm, you're going to literally feel faster and more explosive in one week training with me. And I guarantee that with all my athletes. So, and they know that and they've seen it. They've seen it immediately. So, and it's, and it's kind of, you know, it, that's what kind of hooks you in. And then I always like, like Ryan and everyone else, I, I talk to them about commitment. I talk to them about dedication and, and things like that to where I know because I know they're more than just an athlete. I tell them these are things that's going to make you a better person, a better husband, a better son, better whatever it is. You know what I mean? You're going to be a better person because of it, because you're going to learn discipline. You're going to learn how to work with people. You're going to know how it is to, to win, how to fail, how to dig deep and push through things. These are things that you're going to need in life. These are, and, and I truly believe that these guys doing that and, and them trusting me. And I always tell people, I'm blessed to have people like that because they're trusting me on what I'm telling them. The parents are trusting what I'm saying to them. Like, this is what we need to do. Focus on this and, and the results will come and it will become a better person because of it. Ryan, actually, his mom, I saw her at a grocery store and she told me, 
And it was like the greatest compliment ever. She said, my son became a different human being when he started training with you. And it wasn't, had nothing to do with physically, like an athlete. She said he was a different person. Like he became a different person. Like they say, she told me like he was like in a shell kind of, and just wasn't that talkative or things like that. And she's like, you brought him completely out of his shell because the way you talk to him, the way, you know, and I'm also a jokester. So I always mess around with the guy. You know, I mess around with them, push them around and mess around. But they also know when it's time to get serious, they know I don't play either with that. You know what I mean? So it's kind of both ways. They know, you know, so it's not, uh, you know, they know it's business and the serious business, but we also have fun. You know, I want them to have fun. I want them to enjoy coming. You know, I want them to enjoy training too at the same time. Well, it gives me some chills here watching, uh, watching the the you know Ryan McCullough training with some guys. This says uh, July thirty first. This may have been last last summer, um, or maybe it is. Who knows when it is? The boys had that it summer trip. Past but- summer, he. I think this was. Uh, he was going back and forth with Cal at that time. Yeah, he was there, and some- then he had to come home like little breaks again, because what I do with all my guys who go off to college, they stay with me. So what they do, any breaks, if it's spring break, Christmas break, whatever it is, when they come back, they train with me. So that's another thing that I kind of take a lot of pride in. So it's not just the high school level that I have my guys uh, uh, become better than anybody else. My college guys do the same thing. So when my college guys come home, they become better and they come back. And I've gotten phone calls from colleges thanking me because of what I've done with them. And so when they came back, they were better than they ever thought. I just love the brotherhood aspects here of real guys. You know, Ryan McCullough, he goes to college, he comes back and yeah. he's, he's working out here with his former teammates. And a lot of these yeah. guys, you can tell uh, from the appearance ne- uh, here on the video to where they're at now, their right. training uh, definitely has, uh, you've had something to do a uh, big time with, uh, with their appearance and um, the mobility and all those things. So right. uh, coach Gullar, this is great stuff. Is there anywhere else we can follow you? Uh, do you have a website or anything where people can, can sign up or get information from you? No, it's just uh, no. I mean, I have a Facebook, but it's normally I do everything through the through the my my Instagram and everything like that. Also, one thing I wanted to kind of point out too is that what I wanted to try to do because the Rio Hondo guys have been wanting other guys to come train with me, and uh, so I was trying to set up things. I talked to a couple of parents about it uh, because I'm I again I'm, I've gotten really attached to the Rio guys because I'm training so many of them too, and I be honest with you, I want more of them. So, but I know everybody's in different spots as far as what they can do, you know? So what I've offered to them is that, hey, maybe what I can do just for real Hondo kids is do a camp for them once a week at a park. I'll bring my equipment and and just have, and it have like a, so it'll be a different, a whole different price from personal training and just have real Hondo kids. And then at least they'll be able to get that kind of work in. I love that idea because number yeah. one, it's not, it's, it's, in, it's individual work, of course, but yeah. anytime you can implement guy together, doing things together. And it seems right. like you, yeah, you've, you've uh, fell in love with the real guys and you have that yeah. connection, right. To the, to yeah. the BCL back in the day. Right. So, exactly. uh, yeah. Coach Golo, I, I hope uh, we've all learned something about not just uh, your program, but the real Hondo program and the extra work these guys put in. I think it's a yeah. huge tribute to them as to how they're being successful 
right. uh, this this season, beating ki- kids bigger bigger than them, but not necessarily stronger. So, yeah. um, fi- final thoughts, Coach. Uh, I'll let you have the floor on just your program and also the big game Friday. Will we see you out there? Can the, can our boys do it? I think they can. I, I think they can. I definitely will be there. Um, again, the message that I've been giving to them is, you know, trust the process, believe in yourself, keep playing the way you're playing, don't take plays off, and they're already counting you guys out. So, you know, let them believe that. I already, I told them, I called it when they played Charter Oak. And I told everybody that Real Hunter was going to beat Charter Oak. And they didn't believe me. I said, trust me, I trained the dudes. They're going to be. And they were like, oh, you're just saying that because you trained them. I said, exactly. That's exactly the reason why I'm telling you that. <laughs> and Charter Oak is going to take them lightly and think that they already beat them. And so I've been telling guys, I'm trust me, Santa Monica is doing the same thing. They're underestimating them thinking we're bigger, we're this, we play bigger schools with this. They only have that. And like, you know, again, going back to knowing the things that's not on paper is how bad you play, you know, how bad you want it and how hard you want to play in your heart. So that is what a lot of times in those close, tough games, that's what separates you, you know. And and I believe the conditioning because of what these guys, the work they put in. And I said, you know, I always have my athletes play with a chip. I always tell them, like, how dare you think you can play with me when I put this kind of work in? I know you're not doing what I'm doing. So how dare you think that you can play with me? So I said, play with that attitude. Let's go. Let's go, Coach. Oh, man, I'm ready. Let's do this. I'll run through the wall for you. Hey, it'll be great to meet you in person and we'll yeah. be cheering loudly for these guys. Um, I believe in him. Our real community believes in him, and we love being the underdog coach. I don't know what it is. Yeah. You know, we we've shined, we shine bright with that. So for sure. Uh, for sure. I love it. I love the messages and the chip on the shoulder and yeah. man, what a great message to, uh, to send to our boys the week of the yeah. finals. And you know, we're all going to overindulge a little tomorrow with the, the, the turkey and the potatoes, but <laughs> after hearing all your training stuff, I might take it a little more easy, coach. I'll, we'll see what we got to do. <laughs> That's great. You know what to follow? We'll follow you on Instagram. We'll promote it and I'll post more of your, your sites and things, coach. Great. Really appreciate Sounds it. Good. Happy Thanksgiving. I will see you, you Friday. Go real. Let's, let's sure. uh, get it done. Let's go. <laughs> Wow. Well, another fun episode on the Charge to Keep podcast. We got Coach Dowd yesterday talking about the 1970s, and we got Coach Golar coming on here talking about our boys training in the offseason and him pushing us to our limits. And ah, I'm jacked up. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go lift something heavy and run through a wall, whatever is uh, okay. Maybe not too much exercise. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving after all, but wow. I, I'm confident now to say our boys are ready. And, and I will say our young men are ready after, uh, Man, hearing that and knowing that so many guys have trained with Coach, and I think uh, if we get the result we want on Friday night, that uh, Coach Golar might have a few more clients from Real Hondo Prep in the very near future. So I will be sure to post uh, his Instagram and Facebook accounts so everyone can kind of see what they're doing. Uh, but it's a uh, perform. I mean, I want to get it right. Don't want to mess it up too much. It was uh, Stephen Golar. Let's see. That was a. Uh, that was his active site. Don't want to mess this up. Hang on. Come on. Do things right, Matt. Uh, anyway, wow. Inspiring stuff from Coach Golar. Excited to uh, to check out uh, the, the Golar performance training. Golar, G-H-O-L-A-R underscore performance underscore training. That is the 
uh, Instagram account, and I'll be sure to post the other stuff on uh, his Facebook stuff also. Uh, and if and if you're not man, if you're on the fence, I'd talk to some of the athletes you saw in the videos or uh, you know at, at the Rio games and say, oh yeah, training with Coach Golar is great. I, I believe Colodro mentioned him, uh, Nate Curtis mentioned him, and then last week and Nathaniel Curtis mentioned or Nathaniel Shine, excuse me, uh, mentioned him. So we see uh, Ryan McCullough, the great things he's doing at the Division One level, and I think it's a great tribute to. Former Boards Christian League member, Stephen Golar, who also had his kids in uh, Care Youth League. I love all those connections, man. I'm telling you. All right. Tomorrow, special episode. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but uh, it's going to be a nice little treat. Something unique for Thanksgiving, we'll say. And uh, the day before the big game on Friday night as Rio Hondo Prep travels to Santa Monica to take on the host Vikings right there uh, by the Pacific Ocean. Can't wait, man. Let's let's do this. Hopefully, you guys have enjoyed these podcasts. And hopefully, you guys are ready for the finish line because it is here. Yeah. The talk, the preparation, everything we've been doing for many, many months, especially our young men and coaches. Um, the finish line's here. Just got to finish. Got to finish. No matter what happens on Friday, if we get down early, or you know, if we hit some adversity, you got to stay positive. You got to keep working. And fans, bring all you got because you know for certain that our young men are as well. Happy Thanksgiving once again. I have another show for you guys tomorrow, but enjoy the holiday. And uh, we'll be all be you know chomping at the bit to get out to watch our young men represent Real Hondo Prep one more time uh, in the CIF finals. The finish line is here. It's just time to finish. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Gotta make it to the finish line. Gotta make, gotta make. Gotta make it to the finish line. Every day, every day. Gotta make it to the finish line.